Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are so excited today. We are here to talk about the second week of Hallmark films uh, the, during this holiday season, 2020. And I'm Phil Gritta Wagner and uh, Cammie's here. Hey guys! And I'm wearing very Christmassy earrings. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we have a very special guest today. Uh, we thought it was the perfect group of movies to invite on author Terry Wilson on. She's been on our show a couple times before, and especially with the Royal movie, I just knew we had to have Terry on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, sure. I'm so excited. I was, I wanted, I wanted to tell a friend last weekend, I said, I'm watching Hallmark movies. Like it's my job. And I was like, well, technically, <laughs> technically it kind of is my job sort of for this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. It's a different experience. I mean, it really is actually a different experience watching for the podcast versus just a casual viewing. You know, oh my gosh, it and, so is. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. You're taking notes, and you just you just notice things in a different way than you would normally. Yeah, I think that's really true. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on. And let's hear, let's talk a little bit about your your new book, which is so exciting from uh, Hallmark Publishing, Christmas Charms. Oh, great. Thanks. Yeah. Um, yes, I have a new Christmas book this year that came out with Hallmark Publishing. It's been out right around a month uh, and it's called Christmas Charms. It sounds thoroughly charming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Believe me, I have made all of the charm puns ever because, you know, I, I have a new puppy and she, I named her charm after the book. Oh my so, goodness. Yeah. So I'm just like a charm pun machine this Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least that didn't fall flat with you then. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I appreciate the effort. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. E for effort. <laughs> well, it was why, a good one. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the, your book, uh, Okay. Um, it is one of the Hallmark Christmas stories that has kind of a little touch of magic in it, which I was really excited about because I've always wanted to write a book that had, you know, kind of that Christmas magic feel to it. And I'd never done that before. Um, so it's something I've been wanting to do for several years. So I was really excited to get the opportunity to write it. But Christmas Charms tells the story of a young woman named Ashley who has left her small town in upstate New York of Owl Lake, that's where she's from, and um, it's a fictitious, you know, Adirondack town, and mm -hmm. she's been living in New York City for the past several years, like chasing her dream of working at a really big, fancy, high-end jewelry store on Fifth Avenue in Manhattan, um, and she works in the charms department, helping people design, you know, charm bracelets, pick out charms mm -hmm. for their silver charm bracelets. And she designs her own jewelry on the side. And um, so she's, that's kind of been her big, you know, her big city dream. And she's almost engaged to someone who works at the jewelry store alongside her. He works in a much fancier department of the jewelry store. And um, he is taking her to Paris for the Christmas holidays. And um, tough life. I know, right? <laughs> Well, it doesn't really pan out that way, but yeah, um, right, of yeah. course. <laughs> so, of course, the rumor mill, you know, through the jewelry store is that her boyfriend has bought an engagement ring. So, of course, she thinks that he's going to propose the night before they go to Paris. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't want to give any, you know, I don't want to give everything away. But that's not what happens. And then every her little perfect life just kind of comes caving in. So she ends up on a train going home to Owl Lake for Christmas for the first time in many years. 
And uh, while she's on the train, she meets the uh, older woman sitting next to her who's knitting a Christmas stocking and wearing a really beautiful antique charm bracelet. And Ashley, of course, compliments her on the bracelet. She kind of pours her heart out to her, eventually falls asleep. And when she wakes up, the train is there. It's in Owl Lake. The woman is gone and she has left her the bracelet as a surprise Christmas present. So she puts it on and uh, as soon as she puts it on, the bracelet gets stuck on her wrist. She can't get it off and immediately strange things start to happen. So uh, (laughs) uh, magical things. It's It's a good way. Yeah. (laughs) I, I read it. It's really fun. I think Hallmarkies are going to love it. How, how did you get the idea for this book? Um, specifically, you know, I honestly don't really know. <laughs> I mean, I, I do love, I mean, I love Tiffany's and company, you know, I'm a big yeah. Tiffany's fan and I have several Tiffany's charm bracelets. And of course the jewelry store where she works in New York is based on Tiffany's. Sure. How many um, times so, have you been? Well, every time I go to New York, I stop by there and buy a little uh-huh. bobble, you know, I can't help it. <laughs> souvenir. So, um, and when I sold this book to Hallmark, um, it was right before Thanksgiving, not, uh, I don't think it was last year. It might've been the year before. It was right around the, right around when I first sold the project, like before the book was even written. Um, I went to, I was in Las Vegas of all places for Thanksgiving. It's not really the most Thanksgiving place, but that's where (laughs) I know my husband and I went there with his cousin and her boyfriend. And, um, so I, I, yeah, that's true. Turkey buffet. Um, Yeah, no more buffets this year. But um, we, I went to Tiffany's in Las Vegas and bought an all-charm bracelet for myself as a little celebration gift. And But it does have a, like a little Las Vegas postcard charm on it. So I have the world's weirdest Christmas bracelet now. It's got like little Christmas charms and then this random Las Vegas charm. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my so I do, I mean, I love charm bracelets in, in particular. It's my favorite type of jewelry. And so I just was just trying, and like I said, I've been wanting to write something with a little dad of Christmas magic in it for okay. a really long time. And that is where the original idea came from. I thought, wouldn't it be cool if someone had a Christmas charm bracelet and one by one, the charms on the bracelet started coming to life. And that's, that was the original kernel of the idea. And then it just kind of, I built on it from there, but that was the basis of the idea. And of course that's what happens. I mean, I'm not really giving much away cause it starts right off the bat. But one by one, things in her real life start reflecting the different charms on the bracelet. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. really cute. I'm excited for people to read it. We'll put a link in the description if people want to get the book and uh, on Amazon and they can check it out. And uh, so congratulations. That's such an accomplishment. I admire writers so much. I have um, a, I have a quick question about it. Is there some kind of um, magic word if you will, is, is there some kind of trigger that sets these things off each time or is it just the bracelet kind of exudes magic itself? No. Well, every time, every time one of the charms comes to life, the bracelet uh-huh. jingles, it makes a jingle jingle sound. <gasps> okay. So okay. because there are certain, and like I said, I don't want to give too much away, but there are certain charms on the bracelet that she can't figure out like what they mean. And some of them she's really trying to force to happen in real life. Like there's, <laughs> there's, one, there's one, there's a snowman and she keeps thinking if she builds a snowman, that it'll jingle and she'll move past that charm and she can get 
get to the really good one, you know? And, uh, and he's like making snowmen all throughout the book in random places in the town, and it, the bracelet will not jingle because it's not the right snowman. <laughs> so um, that, is, that she, is the trigger. That's a good question. No one's asked yeah. me that before. It's a great yeah. question. Yeah. Oh, thank you. She's probably getting some very strange looks all over town. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps building all these snowmen. <laughs> and everyone in town is like, where are all these snowmen coming from? Right. <laughs> yeah. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> well very good so we wanted to have you on for this recap well in particular i thought of because uh our first movie uh, was one royal holiday and uh, you're one of the first people i think of when i think of big royal fans you love following the royal family over in england and uh, you're a big big fan of that and what is it that you like so much about following the royals um, yes, I am a huge royal fan. I just think it's really fun to follow them. And I do have a Hallmark Royal project coming up next year, Ooh. by the way. Oh, yay! About. My dream project. I'm so happy about it. Um, but yeah, I've always been a big fan of the royals. And I think, you know, I'm going to show my age. Um, it dates way back to when I was like 12 years old when um, Princess Diana and Prince Charles first got engaged. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was so young at the time. I think I just kind of like identified her, identified with her in that way that she just seemed like so young and naive with stars in her eyes and that type of thing. And I remember getting up at three o'clock in the morning to watch their big fancy wedding on TV because that was, you know, pre-DVR days. If you were going to see it, you had to watch it live. And just, I mean, she was just so big and popular when I was growing up that um, she really stole my heart. And then that she, you know, she had such a heart for charity and for helping people. And she was such an empathetic person that she is where I first started following the Royals. And I've just been a big Royal fan ever since. Of course, it's really fun, you know, seeing William and Harry, you know, have their own families and stuff now, because I remember when they were born and that kind of a thing. So, Mm -hmm. and plus it just has that whole, you know, fairy tale appeal. Obviously I have like a romantic heart because I'm a romance writer. So, right. Um, but that's where it got its start was with Princess Diana. Mm-hmm. That's great. That, mm-hmm. That's fun. And they do a lot of service and, and, uh, and awareness and things. So I think it, it's not a, if you're going to, going to uh, follow a group, not, not too bad. I love, I love all the community service and charity work that they do and that they bring attention to so many worthy charities and um yeah and also just like the queen you know has been on the throne for years and years and years and especially right now to me she's really a symbol of comfort and stability um so yeah i just i think they're great yeah Yeah, she shows Mm -hmm. no signs of slowing down despite being in her 90s you know (laughs) i know I know Charles is probably just like, am I ever going to get to be king? I don't know. Seriously, <laughs> I'm seriously happen. wonder if Charles. I'm seriously wondering if Charles is going to die before that. Week. <laughs> I think we all wonder that on some level. I'm sure Charles wonders. It's <laughs> crossed his mind. So, have have you been a fan of these royal movies that Hallmark has done on the whole? Oh my God. Yes. They're my favorite every single year. I mean, everyone always asks me, what's your favorite Hallmark movie of all time? And of course I'm not allowed to pick my own. So, Um, but my answer is always any Royal one. I mean, those all the Royal (laughs) ones are my favorites. I mean, some are, but you know, some I like better than others, but I always look forward to the Royal Christmas movie 
that's always my ultimate year. I can't wait for it. Last year, they didn't even have a Royal Christmas movie, which was You're a right. disappointment. Um, so I was really excited that they were having one this year. And so, yeah, this that that Saturday night movie has been on my calendar for months. And so, um, yeah, I'd love to talk about it. They they didn't do well. They kind of did a Royal movie last year with the whole uh, with the uh, the the one with. Was it last year? Maybe it was the year before with Brittany Bristow and and Merritt Patterson, where they were. Yeah, that was the year before. Oh, that was, was Christmas at the Palace. The yeah, that thing. was Christmas. Yeah, the Christ- yeah. yeah, that was Christmas at the Palace, and I think that, that was, was twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, maybe I guess the closest. They didn't do it, huh? They, no, and then one year they so did a New Year's. <laughs> they did a New Year's one with Sam Page one year, but yes. that wasn't last New Year's either. Yeah. So, but you're right. I think Christmas in the Palace was the most recent one, which I just watched that last week because it was on again. Either that <laughs> it was on my DVR, and I was preparing myself for Saturday night. <laughs> that was been really so many. I mean, especially 2018, there were with the royal wedding being that uh-huh. year, there have been so many. I think maybe I got confused because of on netflix there was christmas prince or right yeah like that, yeah maybe very but, possible uh, yeah there have been so many and honestly sometimes i i've i have a bit of overkill with the royal movies <laughs> um, but uh there have been a lot that i have enjoyed i really liked once upon a prince i thought that one was really good mm-hmm. i really enjoyed royal hearts um the, neither of those are Christmas, but I really, I like Royally Ever After. Um, well, um, what, what you were saying about how you kind of get royaled out or whatever, because um, sometimes they do seem, you know, pretty similar, uh-huh. but that was one of the things I really liked about this one that was just on this yeah. and Once Upon a Royal Holiday, because so many of the royal movies, and this is one of the things that I think are fun about the royal movies. I mean, a lot of times they start out with the scenario where, you know, a girl is dating someone and then, oh my gosh, she finds out that he's a prince and it's like the worst thing that's ever happened to her in her (laughs) whole life. And I love that trope (laughs) so much. I'm just like, it cracks me up every time. I just love it. Um, And then she ends up going to his, you know, kingdom or principality and it's a fish out of water story. You know, it's like the regular girl next door all of a sudden is in this palace. And what I really liked about the one this past weekend once upon a royal is it was it once upon a royal holiday i keep one royal oh one okay one one royal holiday one royal holiday one royal holiday yes yeah. i was getting it confused with the name of my upcoming book which is why i was oh, like oh dear <laughs> one royal holiday what the thing i really liked about it was it was that same fun fish out of water take except it was totally flipped on its head because the prince was the one who was the yeah. fish out of water yeah. he was you the loved town and oh my gosh it had so many funny moments i mean when he asked for the pillow menu i thought i was gonna die i mean <laughs> yeah that was so, so funny and i just thought you know and i thought they did a really good job of it because you know that could have come off as being like really you know snobby or yeah. whatever but i mean it came across more as endearing because she was just like laughing his face about it you know like are you serious a pillow menu um but i just thought it was really sweet uh cammy do you have a favorite of the royal movies up until oh this point? man um royal or royal christmas because that's just royal two very different things <laughs> just in general um well i do love a royal christmas with Lacey chabert Mm -hmm. um and that's the that's the fish out of water in in his uh in his kingdom 
And yeah. then um, Crown for Christmas. That's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. I absolutely love Crown for Christmas. Yeah. You Every single time he says, you had me at sewing kit, I just die. <laughs> I absolutely die and I start and I just break out into my, oh. Yeah, yeah it's one of my favorites. It, so, uh, so Terry, what was your overall thoughts about one royal holiday did you overall enjoy it i did i overall enjoyed it for sure i loved the writing i thought that it had a lot of humor in it which i always appreciate mm. but at the same time it definitely tugged on my heartstrings you know at the end when are we allowed to give out spoilers in this yeah we are, right okay um, it's already and, come out we're good okay that's okay <laughs> um, i mean at the end when he fit you know when he realized that um she was the one who had been the nurse for his dad when he was in oh the hospital on the cardiac unit i mean i actually got teary-eyed yeah. and i was like oh I mean, I probably knew it was coming and it still made me all misty eyed. Uh And so, um, I really liked that it was funny and heartfelt at the same time because that's a tricky balance. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things I really liked best about that movie. And of course I loved all the little nods to Cinderella, especially with the slippers at the end. Mm. Well, and that was especially nice because Laura Osnes and Victoria Clark played Cinderella and and the fairy godmother right yes on Cinderella on Broadway so that was a really fun little kind of all the the little connections and uh you know it's so cool to have Laura Osnes in a princess movie because she does the Broadway princess parties uh, right where <laughs> she performs all the you know the Disney princess songs and things and so it's just it's it's just so close to that and uh, and yeah, this stars Lara Osnes, Aaron Tivet, Victoria Clark, uh, Crystal Joy Brown. Uh, it's got a great cast, uh, and it is written by Julie Sherman Wolf. And I think that that's the key to what you were saying about it being funny, but it also having sweet moments. And I think that there's probably not a, another writer in the uh, in the Hallmark. Uh, group of talent that does that so well as far as bringing in the funny and uh, and uh, still making a really sweet uh, movie. I love Julie. I think she's so great. And I think she did a really good job with this. And uh, I thought that it had uh, just a lot of really fun moments. Like I loved when they were, uh, they were, uh, eating snacks and uh, and talking about the pajama party, the whole idea of the ch- pajama ball. Oh my gosh, so That's brilliant! Yeah. I don't know it where really Julie was. came up with that, but that is brilliant. Yeah. And I kind of wish that they would have gone through with it. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but when he, she's all like, "What?" Uh, kind of judging him for his robe and that whole thing. I thought that whole scene was so fun. It was adorable. It was so cute. And then, but what you were saying about the cast was so spot on. The cast was perfect. And, you know, they're both Broadway stars and I'm going to say hands down, that was the best waltzing scene of art movie. I mean, those two could actually waltz. I mean, they could dance. I felt like I was watching like a Broadway show during that. I know it was fabulous. I'm a huge Broadway fan. And so majored in, majored in theater and college and all of that. So I was like, this is my movie. (laughs) Even just like little things. Like I loved how he, the whole scene where he's backseat driving her, uh, even though he's in the front seat and he's got that giant (laughs) tub of popcorn. And I don't know, just that whole scene was funny to me. 
<laughs> well, the, and the line where she was like, what is the deal? It's like you've never been in the front seat of a car before. I was cracking <laughs> up. I mean, because yes. I mean, because it had some really cute royal, you know, jokes in there like that, that, um, that I haven't seen before. And that's hard to do when there's been so many royal movies, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I thought it was really cute. Yeah. I loved when she was doing, you will wear the fuzzy Christmas socks. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he just very calmly replies, I shall not. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I really loved is there was no battle with tradition. You know, the queen was completely on their side. And yeah. that was just a really nice change of pace because it's usually one set of parents or the other saying, you know, this will never work or, you know, tradition dictates da 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 da. And it's a very real thing when you try to consider a relationship with a bi-continental, you know, (laughs) with a bi-continental aspect to be hesitant. And especially after so short a time, but I really loved that there was no battle with tradition. I also loved the carriage because, you know, she's saying, this is my territory. Like, well, carriages are my territory. And he just lifts her into the carriage. That gave me chills. That totally gave me chills. I thought it was so cute. Yeah, the only real conflict in this movie is (laughs) him and him and his people, whether they will accept him as the king and there's not really conflict in the way say in once upon a prince or one of these other where the uh the parents are are uh judgy uh, or royally ever after that's not a christmas one but that's one of my favorites is royally ever after that's a good one yeah Uh, yeah because the mom was a hoot i loved her oh i loved um and so the conflict was all internal you know i think he was just trying to live up to his dad's legacy you know and so it was an interesting twist on that like you Mm -hmm. said instead of doing the normal um the normal disapproving or worried parent Mm-hmm. So, what did you think of Sarah and Christopher as a side romance? You have Sarah Crystal Joy Brown, played by Crystal Joy Brown, who's the mayor, and Christopher, who's the well, I don't know what valet. His role. Would it be valet? What yeah, valet, valet butler. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, to the prince, and they they didn't have much dialogue. They kind of it was an immediate attraction kind of a thing, and. Uh, but I thought they were cute. Nonetheless, I enjoyed them. Oh, I did love it. And I especially love, you know, like the queen said, we need more women in charge. Yeah, <laughs> It was great that she was a mayor, you know, and he was a valet, but I just, I thought they were really sweet together. what do you think, Kimmy? I thought that they were adorable. And, uh, Christopher, his reactions i love how every one of them came down the stairs saying did you hear the weather's too bad we can't go (laughs) (laughs) i just i especially loved the way that christopher came down the stairs and said oh did you hear about the weather we we can't go there's black eyes and and his his immediate reaction to seeing sarah just hello (laughs) yes (laughs) that doesn't that doesn't usually happen and so the fact that it was so instant because we're used we're used to them being awkward or uncomfortable or not liking each other flat out at first and just to see an immediate attraction and to have it be a mutual immediate attraction it was just adorable and he's not too bad to look at either so seeing him smile was very rewarding (laughs) (laughs) definitely 
I enjoyed it too. I, I could have used <laughs> even more of them. And if they ever did a sequel, I would love to, to have more time with them. But, uh, but I, I still enjoyed it overall. I enjoyed Christopher's hair much better than I did James's. I was not Agreed. Feeling, I was Christopher not had great James's hair. hair. Yeah. <laughs> he needed the royal barber to come with him on this trip. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is, but the shaggy, wavy, slick back look. It's, it seems to be a thing this year. Well, I mean, <laughs> we can't all go to the barber very much. <laughs> But I do like that. Um, I don't know. I just see him seeing a more variety in yeah. styling in general across yeah. the board on the newer Hallmark movies, and I love that. Yeah, I think it's a. I think yeah. it's a good thing. Yeah, they're not all the same, you know, cookie cutter. What did you think of her dad, Ed, Lady Tom? I Gowan, was just and, gonna say and, uh, the relationship Diane. with Diane. Oh, uh, what did you think of that, Terry? Oh, that was, I'm all, well, I'm all for everyone falling in love. (laughs) I mean, the more, you know, side couples there are, the better, you know, and like as a writer is what you were talking about um, with Christopher and the mayor, how, you know, they had that instant attraction on both sides right off the way. That's the kind of thing that you can really only get away with when it's not the main couple, because then there wouldn't be enough conflict, you know, to sustain the two hour movie. But, um, but it's, but I love, love at first sight stories. And so it's fun getting to see that happen. And, you know, in the, in the side couples, but yes, I was so happy for the dad to um, have a little relationship yeah. going because yeah. I love it when they have older couples like that. Yeah. It was, I mean, everyone wants to believe that it's never too late to find your special someone. So oh, I really amen. like it when they have parents and grandparents falling in love. Yeah. It was so cute. And when she is in her pretty dress, going to the party, that the queen mm-hmm. left. Yeah. For her. yeah. It was so cute. Uh, I also I didn't mention it to start, but I loved the animated intro. Uh, artist Dan Anderson that he did. I thought that Absolutely. was really fun. Yes, and I, I thought in general this movie had a style to it. Uh, they everything from the uh, the production to the costuming. Her coats were beautiful Mm -hmm. and they did such a good job with snow coverage in this movie i mean you would never believe that it was shot in the summer i thought they did a great job on this one yeah but no i was very very impressed with the snow and even even the lighting i mean in some in some movies that are christmas themed and shot in the summer you know the lighting's all off it's very obviously a summer sun and uh and there's just fake snow sprinkled around but the lighting was even very very believable very good to um and true to the feeling yeah and the animated intro that you mentioned really kind of set it off right at the get-go mm-hmm. as a romantic yeah. comedy it, it yeah. really gave you that rom-com feeling right from yeah. the very start with that and so i thought that that was the perfect way to open this particular movie I agree. Yeah. And they had a nice uh, central worker tribute. I mean, just in her character. Yes. And also uh, you know, the talking about the, the care of the, of his dad and just in general, I thought that was really nice. You know, maybe I'm naive, but I so did not see it coming that it was her 
because it, they came right out and said the names. I thought maybe they wouldn't use the names or something like that, uh -huh. but they came right out and said the names. And she said, no, that does not ring a bell. And I remember all my patients, I said, oh, well, maybe it, I said, maybe uh -huh. it's just kind of a tribute to the hospital. And so when, when it turned out that it was them, I just went, whoa <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. threw me for a loop but i loved it it was, it was just so cute and it was really heartwarming good. yes I, I agree i really enjoyed it and i don't know i think that this movie is pretty close to feature worthy i mean you just have to make it a little longer uh and i don't know i thought it was really well done i really enjoyed it i mean i always try when i'm when i as a film critic when i'm looking at the films i say what is this movie trying to be right it's mm -hmm. just succeed in doing that and uh and this movie i think pretty much completely succeeds in doing what it's trying to do i i mean i could have used a little bit more time with uh with sarah and christopher i could have used a little bit I mean, there's definitely some some silly some silly things, but I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was great, and uh, so uh, Terry, we do one to five crowns on this show. What would you give one royal holiday? Oh, I'd give it five crowns for sure because it automatically right if, you know right upon first viewing is one of my favorite of the royal movies. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Cammy? I'm I'm gonna say four, and the only reason why I'm not giving it five is because I would have loved to hear them sing more. The singing was great, but just being who they are, I remember just being so struck with Aaron when I saw him play Angera in Les Mis uh -huh. and just, and he was the character that really got my husband into the movie. And so, you know, seeing him in this very different role was so rewarding. And then Laura is just so beautiful and so delightful. She's yeah. just delightful. And so if they had just used a little bit more of their musical talent that I would have really loved to see that but you know but you know there's only so much we can do with an hour and 40 minutes and put in put commercials in there to make it two hours so I, yeah I'm gonna go yeah. four very good yeah I got to see Victoria Clark uh in Light in the Piazza in 2006 and that oh. was incredible mm. she is an incredible talent I hope that all of these Broadway actors had really good experiences and we'll see them uh, we see them again, and I just love the fact that uh, with Broadway being shut down, that that they were able to put all these Broadway actors to work. They're that finding way. a way to yeah. have them perform. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Yes. It makes and, my and, heart happy. And those of us that miss going theater, going to the theater too. I mean, it's just, it was just perfect. That whole the whole bringing the Broadway into it, into the Hallmark world. Yeah. I just loved mm -hmm. it. I thought it was a genius idea. Whoever came up with it. Yeah. So I will give this one a 4.5. I really enjoyed it. It's my second favorite of this year for Hallmark Christmas uh, so so far. So I Deliver Me by Christmas is still my favorite. But I thought this one was really fun. So, all right. Then we had Cranberry Christmas. Oh. This one. <laughs> we know what Cammie thought. Um, this one stars Nikki DeLoach and Benjamin Ayers. And this was really unique because 
this is about a separated couple, newly separated, pretty freshly separated. It's written by Joao Bokin, and they run this uh, brand kind of, I think they were trying to make them like uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines, basically was the idea, but they're struggling. He wants to be more at home. She wants to be uh, be on more television corporate. and corporate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Terry, what overall did you think about this one? Um, oh, I really liked it. Well, I always liked Nikki Deloach. I always feel like she's really good. What, she has a lot of emotional range, I think. And so I always know that she's going to hit me in the feels no matter what movie she's in. <laughs> um, and I loved that it was about a married couple because there's not that many. There, there just aren't that many um, Christmas movies where the couple is already together and then are estranged. You know, usually it's, you know, a new couple or a reunited couple like they were high school sweethearts. So I really, really liked that particular twist about this movie mm-hmm. yeah and cammy what did you think <laughs> <laughs> hated it, hated it. <laughs> oh my goodness when um just like terry i love nikki deloach and one thing that i really loved about the two of them together because this is one of the best roles that i've seen benjamin do he, he was fantastic as Gabe, and the two of them as a couple worked so well and so flowing, the, their relationship, even though they were separated, that you could still tell that they had all that history behind them. And one, one thing that really caught me is the attention to detail, you know, making that relationship look like it had been a 10-year marriage. And when, when he got down on his knee, oh my word, when he got down on his knee and presented that gorgeous ring to her that he designed and her grandma made, and it looked just like a twig with a cranberry and he's crying because that doesn't happen very often. He's crying. She's crying. I I lost it. I just totally lost it. Yeah, that was the perfect moment. Oh my god, it really was. I was like, my eyes almost fell out of my head when I saw the ring. I was like, oh my god, yes! I was expecting a pretty diamond or something like that, and then it's a cranberry with a twig. Oh my goodness! (laughs) I turned into such a blubbering little girl. Yeah, I, I, all of this stuff between the two of them, I think, really worked in this movie, and that was the important part. That's the part that they had to get for it to work. And uh, Joa Bokin is one of my favorite Hallmark writers. She does such a good job, I think, particularly with the relationship back and forth with that banter, uh, and uh, she the mistletoe, the mistletoe banter. Yeah. Oh my yes. god! How she stops him from kissing her and like, I'm still looking for that mistletoe. <laughs> and like, right, I should have hung it up there. You know? <laughs> and I liked the whole dynamic of whose dreams. Who gets to be the dreamer? Oh my gosh! Yes. I think that that i mean i'm not married so what do i know as far as that but i think that that is probably the the hard thing about especially a creative couple that's you know that has these creative enterprises 
uh, that who, who has to sacrifice what for the marriage and making that combined dream, because it does require sacrifice. Otherwise it's not marriage. If you're just doing it, you know, only one person's doing one thing and the other person's doing the other thing. And, you know, like you need to work together. And so all of that dynamic I thought worked really, really well. And uh, the sort of the idea of, well, we have to make it our dream. Uh, and uh, instead of, you know, your, it's your turn, my turn, kind of a, a dynamic, I thought was really effective. The right. emphasis, the emphasis on sacrifice, just, I'm not going to let you sacrifice. Well, that's what marriage is about is sacrificing to help each other grow. And it, I just, I loved the emphasis on sacrifice. I thought that it was a very good and perfect theme. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But also the way that it ended up, you know, that neither one of them really had to, I mean, they both were happy. You know what I'm saying? Yes. One of them didn't have to like totally just give in or cave. You know, they both ended up with a version of their dream that would make them completely happy, but it just worked out that they could do it together, which was, oh yeah, it was so good. That was brilliant because I was seriously wondering, okay, how are they going to make this work? Who's going to move where? Right. And, uh, and how, how's it going to, how's it going to play out? And then when he said that he pitched her the idea, he pitched Pamela the idea to, uh, when, uh, to create a different TV show on the land, I said, oh my gosh, yeah. oh my gosh, you're a brilliant man, Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the only major, like, problem with this movie for me was just anytime I tried to think about the actual, like, TV part of this movie, it doesn't make any sense. Like, but first of all, they're supposedly shooting these segments, but they don't have any lighting or <laughs> sound equipment or production or directors or anything like that's it's not very the raw works. footage. <laughs> yeah, that's not the way it works. And uh, and then who is editing these segments? How are they getting on the air? What is happening? Why is she there? Like then, what is Pamela doing? And and like that, and it's just not the way that like television works that they were just like we're just gonna do this whole new segment for uh that like these things are planned and done literally probably a year in advance sometimes more maybe more so all of that was ridiculous and and if you if you it was funny because i was tweeting i was kind of making some jokes about it like what is happening and and uh when i was live tweeting and the and the writers Rob Bokin, who we had on our show a bunch of times, we love her. She was just she said she was like, yeah, try not to focus on that part. And so that you know, if 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 that's going to bother you, then the you're not going to like this movie. But I I just didn't care. I I liked. I found it refreshing that they tried to do something different. I love Nikki. I, I thought that this is probably my favorite I've seen of Benjamin Ayers. I thought that he did a good job. I thought their conflict felt reasonable because they can't have them be like super toxic and be like hateful. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, come on, but I, I liked grandma Mary. I thought she was fun mm-hmm. uh, and her sort of, is she going to sacrifice her independence to help 
both help herself, you know, and move in with the, uh, the daughter, with the, um, daughter uh, or granddaughter, uh, or, but also help her granddaughter, uh, in, in, in doing that, that was an interesting struggle and dynamic that she had. And I, and there were also like little fun things. Like I've never seen Christmas pizzas. That was fun. That, <laughs> that was, was cute. Precious. <laughs> I think it, so back to what you were saying though, about the, the, supreme unbelievability of the television production part of it i kind of chalked that up to with covid they didn't want to have as many people on yeah. set i mean i think they need to keep the cast smaller than normal and so yeah like, that's probably best i have a feeling that had something to do yeah. with that I, I would guess uh, that wouldn't be surprising yeah and uh, i was fine with it and uh, it's i mean this is these movies are escapism I don't know. I, it was, there's literally plot holes in every single movie. And this is quite <laughs> a big, you know, these are some pretty big plot holes, but uh, I, again, I, I was, I was fine with it because I enjoyed everything else so much. And it wasn't like leaning on that for, uh, for it to work. Like for instance, also written by Joao Bokin, the love in store this, uh, this year, like, if the TV stuff had been bad in that one, because the whole thing is set in right. TV, then, like, that's a problem. Like, the whole thing is set in there. You need it to be, like, semi-believable. <laughs> Whereas this, it's just kind of a... Uh, a Follow along. It's, it's an instrument to get the plot moving. It's mm -hmm. not... It doesn't matter. So, the store was cute. I liked that. setting. Yeah, I like that home shopping movie. That was cute. Personally, it's my favorite non-Christmas Hallmark movie of the year. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, so anyway, I, I really enjoyed this. I thought it was very solid, very refreshing. I appreciate they tried something new. Um, so out of five crowns, I'd give this one, I'm going to give it four crowns. Uh, what about you, Terry? I would also give it four. Uh, and you, Cammie? I'm gonna I'm vacillating between four and four and a half uh -huh. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because I, I honestly I honestly can't pick because uh, the fact that the two of them were so strong and the surrounding cast was so strong I'm ashamed to say I didn't even notice the lack of technical uh, details but if they had had a weaker plot or if the chemistry between Nikki and Benjamin had been weaker, I totally would have noticed. So the fact that they, that the plot and the characters and the actors were strong enough to not, uh, to make me not notice it, that's, that's saying something. Uh -huh. So yeah, I'm, I might have to go four and a half because I All just, right. I <laughs> sobbed at that end. I sobbed. <laughs> and, and the married couple. I love it. I love, mm -hmm. love, love that they used a married couple for a change. It just. Yeah. It was very refreshing. Mm, I, I agree. Yeah. All right. So then we had, <laughs> we had on the 12th date of Christmas, and this starred <laughs> Tyler Hines and Mallory Jansen. And, uh, you know, we love Tyler on this podcast. Everybody loves Tyler. He's so charming. And this, uh, they play these 
secret uh, in these scavenger hunts. I almost said secret Santa, not secret Santa. These nope. scavenger hunt <laughs> creators that are doing this uh, Christmas scavenger hunt, and they start out kind of not liking each other. He wants to do it on his own. She's very insecure, and they uh, get to know each other along the way. Uh, Cammy, overall, what do you think about this one? I think this might be one of my favorite ones for this year. Uh-huh. I, I mean, number one, I don't think that I've ever seen a bad Tyler Hines Hallmark movie. He, it just, mm-hmm. he is brilliant. He has so much for a co-star to play off of. She was fabulous. I've never seen her before. And I will be completely frank. A lot of times when an actor or an actress is brand new to Hallmark, they haven't quite gotten the vibe yet. And so they seem out of place and I don't enjoy the movie as much. She was fabulous and she played off of him right there she was right there with him and she covered her accent exceptionally which is something that i scrutinize i didn't even time. know i didn't know until <laughs> you said that that she has an accent yeah what yeah. kind of accent i, I, believe, I didn't know either i believe that she's australian let me oh, verify yeah. yep yep she's australian and she covered it yeah. so beautifully and like i said i'm a big stickler for that so yeah that makes me even more impressed because like christmas at the plaza last year (laughs) oh boy let's not get her going (laughs) yeah um so that makes me even more impressed with her performance i honestly didn't know that until you said that Um, yeah yeah this this film i thought was really sweet i really enjoyed it i don't know if creating scavenger like the whole this whole like this whole career thing i didn't know (laughs) was a thing i'm like the chief creative game maker whatever i'm like i need to have that job that sounds like the best job well i think it was a kind of sprung sprung off of online gaming and things like that you know it was like a tech company yeah Yeah, yeah. video video games online gaming (laughs) yeah it's this is just a christmas project (laughs) yes like i need that job that sounds the best sounds Um, fun but, uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was super charming and I liked the whole heart behind it where she is so insecure and uh, kind of not confident with, with who she is and, and, uh, and she grows to get that confidence through the story. And I think that's what you like to see. And yeah, I mean, I agree with you, Tyler. He is just so charming. I think he does sort of the, the smolder better than almost anybody else in <laughs> in uh, Hallmark movies. Uh, just that lingering uh, uh, look across the room, and when he's like, "It's so good," and uh, uh, he was a little more Down unlikable. Girl. He was a little more unlikable in this. Oh my gosh, he was he such a punk. He typically <laughs> is, and they, I loved that though. Yeah. Yeah, but he yeah. was such a punk. I mean, it was like the. Uh, I, I feel like I'm butting in because you haven't. Asked oh no! No, no! 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 Because it was you know the the trope that everyone in romance writing calls grumpy sunshine, uh-huh. where <laughs> the hero is like you know grumpy, and yeah. the heroine is like over the top perky sunshiny personality, right. as evidenced by her amazing office. Which <laughs> oh my gosh! That I <laughs> died every time they showed her office. It was so over the top 
<laughs> I mean, and the way the look that he would get on his face every time he walked in there. He looked frightened. <laughs> it cracked me up so bad. But, you know, that trope always works because, you know, eventually the sunshine finds out that the grumpy one really has a heart of gold, you know, underneath that yeah. gruff exterior, which was the case with Tyler's character. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved him in that grumpy type role because yeah. I also love Tyler. But, um, yeah, I thought that it was it worked perfectly. And, yes, yeah. but he's usually not like that. But I thought he pulled it off really great. He did. Yeah. I mean, I am not a big fan of like the manic pixie dream girl, where it's like the mm-hmm. uh, the the woman's job to, uh, to like cheer up the the male character and get him to believe or what. I don't. I'm not a fan of that. In general, usually I don't like it. But I wouldn't say that was her character here because no, no, I don't think because so because she was so insecure that that there was that she needed the lifting too like it was a double part like they couldn't i don't know it wasn't just her there to like inspire the male character which i don't like that very right, often. i mean and i think a lot of times in the traditional the more traditional manic pixie dream girl type stories uh-huh. you know, everything is about him she doesn't really have her own goals and, yeah that's and, and she definitely had her own goals yeah, you know yeah. and definitely he was yeah. a well-rounded yeah. character right I I agree, and I, I don't know. It was just fun. I, I, it really was. <laughs> them going to each of the clues and coming up with the different clues was fun, and and they were so good. Yeah. The ideas are just where did you guys come up with these I know, things? I, like, I want to do this scavenger hunt. This looked <laughs> it looked fun to to use the word I. And all, I thought all the side characters were enjoyable. I liked uh, her roommate Carly. She was hilarious. <laughs> she was freaking. Oh, out. Carla. Or, or Car. Yeah, she was really funny. I thought. And I hysterical. Yeah, <laughs> I liked their boss. I Alistair. Oh, oh my gosh, he was so young. I was like, he's your boss. Okay. Yeah, especially, especially <laughs> that's because it's tech. Everyone. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but especially with such a grand name like Alistair. Yeah, I, I expected a. I expected a, a fine suited man in his sixties. And then I'm like, wait a minute, we're we're in the video game world, of course it's a young guy but he's younger than Tyler (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah I mean if I was I I wish that we had a little bit more time for his character to kind of make the switch over he does kind of make the switch fairly he goes from being kind of this grumpy goose to being uh, more interested in her and kind of changing pretty quickly i felt like an mm-hmm. ad break and oh but here's this new guy but i was fine <laughs> i was fine with it i was fine with it i loved the ending the idea they end up both getting the promotions it's just really great for a christmas movie and can i, I just also- say i called that totally called that yeah it was nice. <laughs> also when he's holding her purse that was hilarious <laughs> Oh, yeah. I liked that he thought he was getting the promotion, but wanted to put her up for it instead. Yeah. I loved that because I thought she Sweet. did deserve the promotion for that particular position more than he did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that was a nice moment. But then they ended up both getting promotions, yeah. of course, was great. I'm pretty sure that what happened during that commercial break was his heart grew five sizes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that explains the fast transition. Well, and his sister was funny too. I liked her. She was oh, she was, she was good. And the whole thing with that house, with his house, and 
So he had like compelling motivations. He wasn't just like a man of business. He had reasons. For, right. You know, right. I thought that was good. I liked Grandma Sue. She was fun. <laughs> yeah, you can only get you can only get so far on I want to thrive for my business. You know, the fact that he had a motivation behind it mm-hmm. was it, it made him more human, which is something that Tyler is so good at. Yeah. Just making his characters uh, really attainable and making them believable. And just, he's so good at casualness. He has the same kind of style, I think, as Robert Downing Jr. Mm-hmm. He just, he can pull off the casual ad lib to make yeah. him appear so normal it's kind of a a casual sarcasm and it's Uh he just does it so well like when he said to the snowman in her office excuse me pal (laughs) that was was fabulous (laughs) yeah i i enjoyed that too and yeah i think that's a good comparison i like that or jane jr i think that makes a lot of sense and he reminds me yeah in his style yeah uh, so, out of five crowns, Cammy, what would you give on the twelfth date of Christmas? Gosh, <laughs> I'm I'm probably gonna have to go with five because other than all the stuff that I've already said, she was so me. <laughs> I mean, I've I've never tried to make it in the corporate world, but. I have a recipe that is a family recipe called Meltaways, and they are a Christmas cookie. So when she said that, I was like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm done. This is so <laughs> me. And just her enthusiasm for Christmas, her her love of family and tradition. I mean, if I was given a job to design a whole Christmas game, and then if I didn't have children who would tear down all the stuff that I had an unlimited budget I would go all out for for Christmas and so I don't think I would go that much in an office I don't think even I am that bad but she was I just I she spoke to me that character of Jennifer just totally spoke to me so long long answer but I'm, I'm yeah I'm probably gonna have to go with five yeah great uh and what would you say Terry I'd say 4.5. I loved it. I liked all the movies this weekend. I thought they were all outstanding. So yes, mm-hmm. I would give it a 4.5. I, I would maybe give it 4.75 just based on her office. I'm going to give it an extra quarter of a point. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, I agree with you. I would also give it a 4.5. It, uh, I, I, I've actually liked every single movie Hallmark has put out. So far this year, I don't think they've had a like true terrible movie yet. So way to go. Um, and uh, yeah, I have this right now in my Christmas movie ranking. I have it at number three. I have two. Uh, I have one Royal Holiday at two, like I said. And Cranberry Christmas, I have at five. So uh, all very high, very high. See, okay. I have not watched. I have not watched Deliver by Christmas yet. I haven't so. either. Oh, it's on my, it's on my DVD. It's either. there. Yes, yeah. yes. Ter- Terry and I about it. Ter- Terry and I both have it DVR'd. It's it's coming. It's yes. coming. It got, it got the five crowns for me, which is very rare. I that is very rare. 
and I absolutely adored it. Okay. Uh, last movie of this group is Holly and Ivy. And this movie in the, tra- in the promos, the trailers, I was expecting this to be re- a real tearjerker in, to be honest, I was, I was a little nervous. I, I felt like it could be a tearjerker in a bad kind of a way where it's too emotionally manipulative, like trying too hard to make you cry, trying too hard to, to, I don't know, to do that, which can be kind of a turnoff to me. And sometimes Hallmark has done that in the past. Uh, it's been a while since they've had like, they've moved away from some of that uh, outright emotion, but I don't know. I'm not like a huge fan of like Nicholas Sparks and, some of those kinds of romantic stories where we, people get cancer and I don't know, not my favorite, but I have to say with this movie overall, I thought it was very charming and it was not as much of a tearjerker as I thought it was going to be. Uh, and, but yet it still had that emotion and it actually, I think was the better for not being too, uh, you know, we're working really hard to make you cry kind of a thing. Um, I don't know. What did you think of this one, Terry? I totally agree because I was really nervous when I saw the previews as well. Um, I mean, if I hadn't done this podcast, I still obviously would have tuned in because I watch all the Hallmark movies, but I was really excited about it because of the puppy. Uh-huh. <laughs> because I have an identical lookalike puppy to the puppy in this movie. But um, so when I first saw like a still from the movie, I was so excited. I thought, oh, there's a Cavalier puppy in it. And then when I saw the trailer, I thought, oh my gosh, this one is just going to make me ball my eyes out. Um, so it, yes, it was definitely not as heavy as I thought it was going to be. And I thought it was, I was pleasantly surprised by that. Um, I thought that the way they did it totally worked, but not in a way that was heavy handed. Yeah. And mainly, though, I just really liked the heroine. She was such a good person. Yeah. And so many, you know, so she just was always making the best out of all these, you know, not great circumstances. And I just was rooting for her so hard. And because of her background, it made sense that she would just kind of blurt out, well, I'll take your kids if something happens to you, you know, because (laughs) of the way that she grew up. I mean, if she hadn't grown up in the foster system, you know, that probably would have been just kind of hokey. I mean, she was there. You know, it would have come out of nowhere, but it made sense for her character. Yeah, and what I like where the kids would go. Right. Yeah, I liked that. Yes, she had that immediate response of "I'm going to do this," uh, but then she then had the struggle and the um, the Once Upon a Christmas Miracle. I enjoyed that film, <gasps> but the one thing I didn't love about it is I felt like there should have been a tiny bit of struggle on his part. Like he was, he was a little manic pixie dream guy to me Yeah. in that he, he never, he was just perfect. Like he never had any struggle. He never had any, you know, should I do this? What should I, and I think it would have made the movie a little bit better if he'd had a little more struggle. And in, in this, I appreciated the fact that she did have a little struggle. She did, uh, you know, what is, what is she going to do? She wants to do the right thing. She had that immediate guttural response of, well, I'm not going to allow that to happen. And then, and then she had the second response of, whoa, I'm just agreeing to raise two children. Like 
that made it what way more. Yeah, well, I like, mean, it was almost like she wanted to clamp her hand over her mouth, you know, after the after she yes. said it. And I did appreciate that Hallmark in the movie made it clear that you know making that kind of commitment is a big commitment, yeah. and that there are definite hoops that you have to jump through to make it happen. It can't um, just but, be tied up in a nice little bow. Right. You can't just yeah. say, oh, I'll take them. And next thing you know, someone drops dead and you have their kids. I mean, you know, it, it, yeah. the way that they did it, I thought was really responsible and realistic, but also really tugged at the heartstrings and just made it a really good movie. And of course, everyone coming together to help her fix her house up. and Because I was like, how is this house going to be whipped up and shaped in five <laughs> days? Yeah. <laughs> this is, I don't see it happening. <laughs> but it was so heartwarming. And I thought the... The whole, because it was almost, this movie was almost equally his movie as her movie. Like, right. Which is really nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not something you see very often. And so for the fact, the fact that it was almost as much his movie as hers, it's, it's really sweet to see. Yeah. Well, and I just loved the whole plot with him and his parents. It kind of reminded me of, of uh, While You Were Sleeping, which Mm -hmm. is a movie I love. Because, you know, he wants to be a furniture maker in While You Were Sleeping. Right. And I, one of my, I absolutely love in While You Were Sleeping, this, the conversation between him and his dad. And his dad is saying, you know, those moments when everyone is happy and everyone is, and I just love <laughs> like, it. Everything's good. Yeah, he's, he's like, dad, this is not one of those moments. <laughs> not that minute. <laughs> it always makes me laugh. I love it. And I felt that that was kind of similar and there was there was the when when he comes in the dad comes in and uh they're making uh you know the toys and other things like that at the end and i thought oh he's just gonna be irredeemable at this point he's gonna be like super like super angry or whatever and then the way that they handled that scene i was like oh okay good now i i was like i i was i don't know i just thought i was expecting it to be some some conflict and then it's ended to be kind of cringy and then it wasn't and i really enjoyed it and dodge that bullet yeah <laughs> and the whole and, thing with the van the parents giving yeah. her the van that was so sweet oh like goodness. i i do kind of wonder if in in the days of kindle are are <laughs> bookmobiles a thing still like is that a thing sure. I, I hope so i mean that was <laughs> i liked that and i loved that um and i read those trixie belden books when i was a kid they were my very favorites and so uh, i loved trixie yeah. getting a nod there because it's all everyone always talks about nancy drew i was like oh trixie belden got her moment on hallmark yeah. industries yeah oh, that <laughs> well, spoke to you yes yeah well and the whole thing with reading and her bonding with the little girl with i think think it was holly that uh bonding with her over breeding was really sweet and uh and her trying to get a job at the uh library uh which i really appreciated that it wasn't easy she had to keep pushing and pushing and pushing and the fact that like both of them end up taking sort of the the corporate job just they like they make that compromise and and then but they have a plan of how they're going to end up with the dream you know at the end like it's just a temporary thing which is so realistic right we all have to do we uh, you know as we're trying to like i have a corporate job because i'm not a full-time podcaster you know right now i have other things that i have to do which maybe aren't the most like 
glamorous and my dreams, but they, 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 they pay the bills and then I have, so that I can pursue my dreams. That's reality. That's what people do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I, I appreciated that as well for both of them, that he's going to design the, the, be the designer. She's going to be the data, ma- data manager until everything is, you know, set and they're good to go. I like that too, that the movie had some realism to it. Yeah, it just was such a pleasant surprise for me yeah. because it was not what I expected at all. I mean, maybe I hadn't paid attention to the trailer as much or mm-hmm. maybe, I don't know, I made a bunch of assumptions. Uh-huh. I just thought, I thought the two grown women were going to be named Holly and Ivy. Oh. <laughs> I, thought too. I thought that they were Holly and Ivy and I yes. thought that they had been childhood friends that had grown up their whole life and that one of them was going to die and the other one was going to take their kids. I thought it was going to be like, beaches i guess like, oh yeah i, I thought they were gonna be that. sisters well i thought it was gonna be like that and that they were so it, i was just okay right off the get-go i thought okay i've got this movie completely wrong but um <laughs> i loved it i loved it i thought it was great yeah and even scenes like when they go sledding i thought it was so well done i mean they that reason why you don't see a lot of sledding scenes is you have to make a whole mountain of snow that's hard mm-hmm. and, and that they did a really good job and that's why people they like to do skating scenes is because you can do them easily in the summer and uh, you can and, fake them yeah you can do it in the in the summer whereas it's harder to do you know sledding in the summer but they did a good job and uh, i i really liked the whole theme of the elves that she got when she was with her foster family uh, that, that she had fond memories of. And then for Nina to give her an elf, uh, that's the only part that actually made me cry. But I mean, that mm-hmm. as a compliment that the, that the movie did a good job balancing tone and, and that moment really meant something. It earned its cry. And uh, I thought that that was such a sweet moment when she gets that, that elf from Nina. That was very sweet, mm-hmm. for yeah. sure. Yeah. Y'all keep talking about the snow, and I guess I don't notice the snow unless it's bad snow. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I didn't notice any of the snow in any of the four movies this weekend. But um, other times, I def- definitely do notice the snow. <laughs> and so, yeah, I guess it was so all So it really did its snow. job. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's my... Uh... I don't know why I notice it more than other people, but it's when they, I always have my eye out for it. Maybe it's the, uh, the film critic in me that. that It's because you live in Utah. Yeah. Maybe that too. (laughs) I'm like, how did they do that in in August? It looks so good. I don't, it's it's very impressive. Well, Um, I live in South Texas, so I don't know. I guess I think it all looks real. I guess we don't have it. (laughs) Terry, are you serious? I live in, I live in Texas. I, oh, I live, yeah, I live an hour north of Austin. I live in San Antonio. <laughs> no. <Nope. Yes. laughs> We're so close to each other. We are. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, yeah. And the whole thing with that, with her adopting the girls at the end and them being, it was just really good. And I, you know, I was speaking of Broadway to have Jeremy Jordan Oh my gosh, I was so glad they got him. I was so glad they got him. I I loved their meet cute when he's like, sorry, I was mansplaining the the, the home renovation too. That was so good. He was like, I was trying to mansplain. She was like, you weren't trying. (laughs) It was really good. 
so yeah, I really enjoyed this film. I thought it was excellent. I have it at number four in my ranking uh, so far of Christmas movies. And uh, I give it also a 4.5. I really liked it. And uh, so what would you give it, Terry? I'd also give it a 4.5. It was my second favorite after the Royal one. I mean, of these four. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I really liked it a lot. Great. And I don't know, Cami, do you want to give it a rating or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I'd probably go with the two of you, a 4.5. The, the cast, I was a really big fan of the cast. It is so strong. I, I saw Marisol Nichols, yeah. uh, who plays Nina, years ago on a TV movie. And I just thought that she was so beautiful and so bright and happy and just had a presence about her. Yeah. And, uh, and Jeremy. Jeremy Jordan, just oh. I am so glad that they got him. And I'm a, also a huge fan of Anne Sward, who played Patricia. Uh-huh. Just and the fact that with this kind of with this kind of plot, that it can be too heavy, like you said. The fact that they had the light moments, they had the comic relief that didn't distract from the plot, but added to the plot. It was just it. It was. It was beautiful. It was it was a very very beautiful ensemble. So yeah, yeah. I'd probably go four point five as well. And uh, welcome to the family, Janelle Parrish. She did a wonderful job. I'm telling you, yes, that she did. Way to go. Good girl. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, forgot yeah. to mention that. Good girl. Yeah. <laughs> and I can pretty much guarantee we will have an on friendship episode on this movie. It is oh for that. So if you don't, that yeah. would be. <laughs> crazy <laughs> uh, the uh yeah Lisa will love this movie and we'll definitely be covering it even more uh coming up i can guarantee you that so there we go that is the four movies for this week i think it was a very strong weekend i think hallmark is crushing it in 2020 and <laughs> which makes me very very happy and terry thank you so much for coming on and talking about these movies i really appreciate it and and uh, we're so excited about your book and uh, congratulations on, uh, on, on your book and all that you do. Oh my gosh. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. I love doing this kind of thing. So, so yeah. Fun. Uh, so uh, how can people find you on social media, all that fun stuff? Okie doke. Well, my website is terrywilson.net and it's spelled T E R I w i l s o n dot net and it has links to all my socials um i'm terry wilson author on facebook i'm terry wilson author on instagram i'm also terry wilson author on twitter except there's no o in the word author because that was too many characters (laughs) 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 but you can you know find links to all that on terry wilson dot net great and cammy where can people find you uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Cami Drama Girl. Cami is spelled K-A-M-I, just like Terry with an I. And uh, you can find me on Facebook, the Hooked Hardy Facebook page. And my blog is hookedhardy.com. You can also find me on Deliver Me a Podcast and Hardy's Hotline as well, which yeah. is under the Hallmarkies podcast umbrella. Great. <laughs> and you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out and make sure you're following the podcast at Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast all over social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. It helps us so, so much to be able to reach more people. 
And if you are listening on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We sure appreciate that. We also have our patron group, which we have uh, we have what patron watch alongs where you can watch uh, with one of the creators and oh, they're fun behind the scenes details. <laughs> and this month we have Leslie Desmiandres and Kevin Duda for two turtle doves that Yay! are coming and it's going to be great. So if you're interested, check out the Patreon. We also have our merch store, which has tons of fun, festive designs. So make sure to check that out. And uh, thanks so much, ladies. I really appreciate it. And Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.